Retirement, Mets Hall of Fame news, signings, and we go down on the farm. All of that and more on this edition of Mets Musings. Hi, this is Ron Darling with SNY TV. Um, You know me from covering the Mets. And uh, I hope you get a chance to listen to Mets Musings with Gary Mack. I had a great time. I hope you do, too. Mets Musings is an unofficial, independent podcast covering New York's National League Baseball team. It is not affiliated in any way with Major League Baseball or the New York Mets. This is Len and Jeff from Baseball and Barbecue. And the one place to go for New York Mets news, past week game reviews, upcoming series previews, interviews, analysis, opinion, and and what's what's going going down down on the farm. farm. It's It's Mets Musings with Gary Mack. So keep the faith, stay optimistic, and let's go Mets. Mets Musings with Gary Mack. Now it's time for some New York Mets baseball talk. Here's Gary Mack bringing you the latest news and analysis from Mets Nation and the world of baseball on another edition of Mets Musings. And hello and welcome to another edition of Mets Musings. I hope everybody had a great, uh, what is it, 10 days since our last show we put out? Yes, I know. Uh, Couldn't. Couldn't get myself to record for some reason. Just was busy with other projects, and uh, but free today, and we're here. Uh, Mets made it official. Uh, uh, Luis Rojas was named manager. We discussed it the last episode with our roundtable. The news kind of broke, but now the announcement came out officially, and they had the press conference. and And look, all I can say is we got to give the guy a chance and see what he can do. Uh, he seems uh, reasonable enough. He's got experience. He knows the players. He managed some of these players in the past in the minors, so uh, he's got to get our respect and our support. And let's hope he does a good job until uh, otherwise is shown. And and, uh, everybody will be watching. All of Mets Nation, including uh, potential new owner Steve Cohen, will be watching very intently as we go into the 2020 season. And we are a mere, I believe it's eight days away from pitchers and catches. So uh, we had that other event last night, um, the... um, Oh, uh, some football thing. And congratulations, by the way, to uh, Patrick Mahomes Jr. Patrick Mahomes Sr. pitched for the Mets. So it's kind of a uh, New York Mets connection to the uh, Super Bowl. And congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs on beating the uh, other team. The 49ers uh, didn't seem like it was too too much of a a bother. Uh, But... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, so Patrick Mahomes Sr. pitched for the Mets in 99 and 2000, I believe. He pitched for Bobby Valentine, and his son was the MVP of the Super Bowl. Terrific uh, young quarterback and uh, going to make a big name for himself in the NFL. And uh, uh, the Mets should have him throw out the first pitch at City Field in 2020 on opening day. That would be pretty cool to do that. Uh, in other news, Curtis Grandison announced his retirement. The Grandy Man, uh, who was so uh, beloved here in New York, 
as well as in uh, other cities where he played, Detroit, and uh, he played in Toronto. I think he played last year in Toronto um, and uh, had a couple of stints with other teams. But um, Matt announced his retirement from baseball, and we want to wish him all the good luck. Class act, nice guy, terrific ball player, uh, really did a lot here, and hopefully um, maybe the Mets can find a way to get him on SNY, bring him on a pregame show with Todd Zeal or something, um, and some other things. Maybe he can do some little broadcasting when one of the guys are out, bring him in, you know. Uh, would be interesting to see Curtis Grandison around the New York Mets some more. And as I said, he, he really brought some good leadership to this team, uh, played some really good baseball while he was here, and uh, now he's calling it quits on a very nice career. So good luck in retirement to Curtis Grandison. Jacob DeGrom was named the number one pitcher by the MLB Network. They're doing their... Um, best of right now or something whatever they call it show and uh they run it through uh something they call the shredder which is their formula for coming about taking all these crazy analytics and and the crap that they use nowadays and coming up uh, uh coming up roses for jacob Degrom because he came out as the number one pitcher in all of baseball now this isn't just national league and american league this is both leagues combined. So he was number eight. Uh, Peter Alonso had come up as the, uh, I think, the number three or four first baseman. Uh, Brandon Nimmo was on the center field list, I believe, at nine. And uh, Michael Conforto came up on the right fielder's list in the eight slot, I think. So I uh, should have wrote this stuff down, but I'm going off the top of my head with a lot of this. So uh, congratulations to all of them. So you see, folks, we do have some good players. Um, we just got to fill in a couple of key positions. The thing that really killed us last year, let's be honest, was the relief pitching. Starting pitching stayed relatively healthy throughout the year last year. Um, you know, Mickey Calloway made some mistakes but didn't kill us he was hurt by that bullpen he'd still be the manager this year i believe if the bullpen would have came through but edwin diaz fell apart and uh jerry's familiar was terrible and and they didn't get uh, uh justin wilson um it, it just nothing worked in the bullpen last year and then when they brought in Phil Regan, he got he got it improved, but it, you know they were kind of far back by then, and uh, they did show some promise. So you know, hopefully going into this year with the additions that they made, Dylan Batances and and uh, now Familia lost thirty pounds, so maybe that'll help him. Um, uh, Edwin Diaz has been working on stuff. I'm going to give the – look, I killed the guy last year. I really did. I killed that trade, and I'm not taking any of that back. I still believe that trade was the worst in the history of the Mets. I think Cano is done. Um, hopefully he proves me wrong because that means we win. So I don't mind looking bad if the team looks good. Let's put it that way. So if the team can win and it makes me look like a dope, 
hey, that's fine. <laughs> I don't really care. I just want them to win. But I I think this team is not as sharp, as tight defensively with Cano at second. I believe they would be better off with McNeil at second and either bringing in, you know, if they could get uh, Arenado or, Don, or Bryant, boy, I would make that move. I'd move McNeil a second. Cano would have to be a pinch hitter, move him around, or see if they pay half his salary and send him to an American League club because he's the weak link there. He's the weak link defensively in that infield right now. And uh, he probably should be moved to third then if um, if they don't swing a deal or get involved with the Bryant or Arenado sweepstakes if those guys are going to get traded. But other than that, I would uh, make that move and try to bring one of those guys in. Could you imagine Arenado here? That, that would be terrific. Uh, terrific uh, as they say all right uh let's see rolling along we got a lot of stuff to cover so uh i don't want to really make this a too long a show so let's take a break and come back with more news got some mets hall of fame news we're gonna get some inductees yay finally finally it's been a while i don't know why they wait eight years or whatever the heck it is uh, gotta do it more often make it every other year something like that all right uh let's take a break and be back looking for great cardinals talk then check out conversations with c70 my name is daniel shopdaw and i talk with some of the great bloggers on the internet today about their teams it always goes back to the cardinals find the latest episode on my website www.cardinal70.com or at BaseballPodcast.net. Baseball and BBQ, your place for interesting baseball talk, opinions, and history. Baseball and BBQ, your place for barbecue recipes, tips, and interviews from the world of barbecue. If you like baseball and if you like barbecue, then tune in to Baseball and BBQ. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and BaseballTalkRadio.com, along with Mets Musings and other great baseball podcasts. With all the Mets news, it is the news from around the world and around the corner. Here's Gary Mack. All right. And uh, we mentioned about the Mets Hall of Fame and three new members going in this year. Ron Darling. Edgardo Alfonso and John Matlack will be inducted into the Mets Hall of Fame on Sunday, May 17th, the team announced. Here's the statement. On behalf of ownership, I was thrilled to wholeheartedly approve the Hall of Fame committee's recommendation for John Matlack, Ron Darling, and Edgardo Alfonso into the 2020 class, Mets COO Jeff Wilpon said in a statement. This group combines Mets eras from the 70s, 80s, 90s, and 2000s. Matlack was a fierce lefty who was a rock in the rotation and helped the 73 Mets to the NL pennant. Ron's steady brilliance was capped with the 86 World Championship. He allowed just three earned runs in 17.2 innings during the World Series versus Boston. And, and um, uh, of course, he's an announcer now. Uh, Fonzie is all back to the statement. Fonzie is always someone Mets fans wanted it. 
at the plate with the game on the line. He thrived in those situations. His monster years in 1999 and 2000 were a huge reason for our success. That was the station, uh, the statement from Jeff Wilpon. Um, and I'd like to add, he also led the Brooklyn Cyclones to the New York Penn title this past season and got fired. Um, but we're going to skip that. Uh, and in in addition to the inductions of Darling Alfonso and Malak, Al Jackson, who passed away in August, will be honored with the Mets Hall of Fame Achievement Award. And little Al Jackson, what a, what a competitor he was. Boy, go back to the original Mets in 62 and uh, whatnot. Al Jackson stayed with this organization for years and years and years, worked with, with a lot of the greats. Pitches that the Mets had, he worked with a Matlack and a Seaver and and a Syndergaard and a Degrom. Uh, worked with them in the minor leagues behind the scenes for years. Um, you know, for a while there, all the terrific pitches that came through the system went through the hands of Al Jackson at some point in time or had a conversation with Al Jackson. So good to see that the Mets are uh, honoring him. Too bad he he wasn't still with us to uh, enjoy it and to share in it. But uh, terrific guy, great competitor, and uh, glad to see him going. As well as the other guy, Matlack, terrific pitcher, Really helped him in 73. Very nice man. A daughter, Alfonso, what can you say? Um, Fonzie, beloved by everybody uh, in Mets Nation. And Ron Darling as well, you know. Uh, terrific pitch. Had some great years with the Mets and uh, really was a, a steady influence on that team. And, and uh, of course, one of the best announcers in baseball, if not on the best team in baseball and terrific in his own right and terrific as an analyst on MLB Network as well. So that's, uh, you know, a fitting honor. And um, three guys, you say, yeah, oh, boy, you know, you can't argue that at all. And let's see, uh, we've got some signings. The Mets have signed right-handed pitcher Erasmo Ramirez to a minor league deal, reports Jesse Sanchez of MLB.com. Uh, as a player not on the 40-man roster, Ramirez will receive a non-roster invitation to spring training. Ramirez, 29, spent most of the 2019 season in AAA where he had a 4.74 ERA and a 1.34 whip in 124.1 innings pitched. 24 starts, three relief appearances. In three innings, one relief appearance for the Red Sox last season, Ramirez allowed four runs of four hits, including two homers. For the Mets, Ramirez will almost certainly open the season with AAA Syracuse and be a big league starting pitcher option during the season should the team deal with a combination of injuries in effectiveness. So kind of uh, building up that... Um, you know, uh, the uh, strength in numbers. So if there's any uh, problems, the backups are there and experienced backups. According to Jesse Sanchez, again, Eduardo Nunez is joining the Mets as an unrest invite to spring training. Nunez, 32, is a 10-year Major League veteran. 
debuting with the Yankees in 2010. Nunes played his first four seasons in pinstripes as a utility player for the Yankees. Nunes played in 270 games, hitting 267 with 10 home runs and 76 RBI. The versatile Nunes then spent his next two and a half seasons with the Minnesota Twins, making his only all-star appearance in 2016 before being traded to the San Francisco Giants at the season's trade deadline. He spent his next three seasons with the Boston Red Sox, and while he helped the Sox win a World Series title in 2018 as a key bench piece, he had a poor season in 2019 and struggled on defense as well in just 60 games played. If Nunez was to earn a spot on the Mets 2020 roster, it would likely be as a pinch hitting specialist, though he could also fill in at any time. Uh, in the uh, infield. Uh, the Mets have also signed former National and Cardinals first baseman pinch hitter Matt Mams to a minor league contract with an invitation to spring training. Pinch hitting has become the lefty swinger's calling card, and that's a luxury that teams will consider more seriously in light of rosters expanding to 26 players. As the Mets noted in their press release, Adams leads all active major leaguers with 11 pinch hit homers and 49 pinch hit RBI. What does that mean for Dominic Smith? I don't know. Drop me a line. Let me know what you think. Leave me a voicemail. Anything. Uh, what do you think? What that means for Dominic Smith? And in a, in an odd way, what does it mean for JD Davis? Got some got some roster crunching coming up. Yeah, that we'll have to take a look of. Look at. Uh, let's see, uh, pitcher Robert Whalen announced on his social media Monday that he is returning to the Mets. The Mets originally selected the righty in the 12th round of the 2012 MLB draft, but in July 2015, he was traded in a package deal to the Atlanta Braves. The deal it landed the Mets veteran infielders Kelly Johnson and Juan Uribe. Terrific trade. Uh, at the time of that trade, Whalen was a number was the Mets' number 18 prospect in their system, according to MILB.com, and now he is back with the Mets. So a uh, good deal there. Uh, again, more backup, more strength, more experience. Um, and why not take a chance at some guy you had before that people know in the system um, maybe they can straighten him out. Who knows if he's, you know, uh, healthy and ready to go. Let's take another quick break and be back after this. Hi, I'm Ron Swoboda of the 69 New York Mets, and you're listening to Mets Musings with Gary Mack. Looking for great Cardinals talk? Then check out. Whoops. Hey, baseball fans and book fans as well. This is Frank Nappy, author of the Legend of Mickey Tussler series, inviting all of you to learn more about my protagonist, Mickey Tussler, an incredible pitching prodigy who has autism. Follow Mickey's journey as he captures the hearts of fans everywhere with his blazing fastball and indomitable spirit. Please visit Amazon or www.franknappy.com for more information. 
Hi, this is the world-famous Mr. Brewtown of BrewtownSports.Potomatic.com. You know, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Google+, Plus. Uh, Brewtown Sports. You can also listen to the show at Stitcher.com, TuneIn.com, and iTunes.com. And we've got the new one. It's called BrewtownRadio.Webley.com. But the one that I'm most proud of being on is BaseballPodcast.net. It is the home of great baseball talk shows. Check it out, my show and all kinds of other programs all about Major League Baseball. So check it out. That's BaseballPodcast.net, the home for great baseball talk shows. 516-619-6341. That is the comment voicemail hotline if you'd like to be a part of the show and uh, drop us a line leave us a comment or a voicemail question anything at all call that number 516-619-6341 or go to metsmusings.com and click on that widget in the middle of the screen and that's a speak pipe and you can leave a voicemail right through your computer through your computer's microphone or if you prefer to do things the old-fashioned way send us an email at metsmusings at gmail.com. The Facebook page is facebook.com slash groups slash metsmusings. And the Twitter handle is at metsmusings1. And uh, if you'd uh, like to help out the show, check out our Patreon page. Check out the campaign at patreon.com slash metsmusings. This is Skip Lockwood, and you're listening to Mets Musing. All right, and we're back, and I wanted to say a few words uh, about uh, FanFest. Um, I was a little critical on the show and uh, about it, and uh, I did not get to go because I was scheduled. I was going to go to QBC, and then by the time... Um, they made the announcement they were sold out, so I didn't go. But from all reports and some good reports, and I've got some, well, I guess you'd call it secondhand, but from somebody that, that went there, um, it was very well. Did it? Was it perfect? No, these things are never perfect. Uh, but from what I've read on, on social media and when uh, I've talked to people about it, uh very well done the Mets did a terrific job some confusion um uh, but that's okay they like the idea essentially of the people uh, of the players floating around and you you couldn't get autographs or you wasn't supposed to from them but you could have your picture they took pictures they talked with people i like that idea i like the idea a lot um they said some of the panels weren't uh people didn't know the time and stuff you know these things happen um but the overall experience by everybody from what i could see uh on social media and as i said what people told me that it was very successful that it was uh it was terrific everybody had a good time and that's the bottom line 
And if there was a couple of errors, you know what? They work on it. They try to iron it out for next year. You know, something can always go. You can do something for 30 years. And something that could go wrong, and it will go wrong. I mean, let's face it. Let's be honest. You got to cut them a break, whether you like the Will Pawns or not. Uh, they finally did a fan fest, and it was successful. Okay, now now they have to look at it and see what went wrong and build upon it. I personally, I'd like to see it two days. Um, you know, spread it out. Allow that to happen, uh, like some of the other teams do. Some of them do three days, I think. Uh, I but I'd like to see that because I know some people complain. Some of our Jewish friends complained that it was on Saturday and they couldn't go. Um, I, I get that. So maybe that's something they got to look a bit look at. But overall, it got good good uh, reviews, and I'm very happy for that. Um, I, as I said, I did not get to go. They were sold out, but from everything I heard, it was all positive. So congratulations to the Mets for doing something right. And hopefully, uh, they'll, they'll improve upon the areas that needed improvement and the other areas will, you know, be the same and, and it'll be terrific again next year. And hopefully I can make it next year. Um, to it. All right. That sound, as you know, means let's go down on the farm. And Baseball Prospectus has three Mets on their new top 101 prospects list for 2020 with infielder Ronnie Mauricio in at number 48, catcher Francisco Alvarez, number 88, and infielder Andres Jimenez, number 90, making the cut. Right-handed pitcher prospect Matthew Allen literally just missed the cut with uh, with uh, baseball prospectus writing that he would have been number 102 had the list extended that far. Uh, outfielder, I don't know if we want to say this. I'll say it anyway. Jared Kelenic, who was traded along with Justin Dunn to the Mariners last offseason for Edwin Diaz and Robinson Cano, was number seven on B list that's why you don't trade somebody that high for what you got back the bp list is the third that has come out recently joining the updated top 100 list put out by mlb pipeline and m and baseball america and uh, the mess had four prospects on the mlb pipeline list and two on the baseball america list and here's how they broke down. MLB Pipeline had Ronnie Mauricio at number 62, Francisco Alvarez at number 63, Andres Jimenez at number 84, and Brett Batty at number 93. And on the Baseball America list, they had Ronnie Mauricio at 66 and Francisco Alvarez at 67. Jimenez Batty uh, did not make that list so that's bringing you all up to date on uh, the Mets what's happening on the farm and everything else the prospects we do have some players we do have some uh, players on the major league level 
We're going to have a little bit of a crunch. What's going to happen to Dominic Smith? Is he going to get traded before spring training or during spring training? Or is he going to go to Syracuse uh, with the signing of Matt Adams? Or is Matt Adams going to go to Syracuse? Is Matt Adams even going to make the cut on this team? Um, and what happens to J.D. Davis? We knew Anna Cespedes comes back. How much can Cespedes play? Can he play an entire game or entire season without getting hurt? All kinds of questions. And <clears throat> you know what? They're not real bad questions because if you look at all of the players we were just talking about, they all have the they all had good years last year and have the potential to have <clears throat> terrific years. J.D. Davis, Davis had a terrific year last year. Dominic Smith had a good year last year. Cespedes didn't play, but he has the potential to have a great year this year. So these are all questions that are involving fairly good players and talented players. And, you know, that's something we haven't had a, uh, a discussion about. And this team won 86 games last year. I think it was. Was it 83 or 86? My mind is going at my age, I guess. Uh, but anyway, they had a decent year, contended for the wild card, and that's with, with uh, no Cespedes and Nimmo gone for most of the year. And yet they put it, and, and a terrible bullpen. And they put it all together and uh, played fairly well. Now, if Nimmo can have a good year, if Cespedes can come back and have a Cespedes type of year, um, if Davis and Smith can do what they did in, in spot playing, um, I know it's a lot of ifs, but this team is, is a lot better than we think. On paper, they have to do it on the field. I know that, but right now we don't know what they can do on the field. We only have paper in front of us, and this is a pretty decent team on paper. Could they use some tweaking? Of course, you always could. The bullpen is still the main issue that, that concerns everyone, but let's see. You know, let's 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 give it a shot and see what happens. Um, First-year manager could be a little concerning as well but i'm i'm gonna say let's give him a shot and see what he can do all right that's gonna wrap it up for this week's show i hope you enjoyed it and i want to thank you all for listening and don't f forget to subscribe on um itunes anchor spotify breaker Castbox, google podcast overcast pocket casts radio public stitcher wherever you listen to the podcast hit the subscribe button that helps me grow the show and expand to new listeners and you can also help support the show by going to anchor.fm slash Mets Musings and hit that support button thank you all for your support and until next time remember to keep the faith stay optimistic and let's go Mets and I'll talk to you next time on another edition Mets Musings.